Hey everyone, this is Chris Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close to person, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said in every episode, we got a great one for you. We have Robert Ibach. He's a Grammy nominated, Grammy Latin nominated, um, Billboard charting um, producer, engineer, um, remixer, and songwriter. And we're excited to have him on because he's worked with some of the top people like Ariana Grande and so many more. And we're going to talk to him about all of that and then some. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely our pleasure. And I'll probably keep talking in R because I'm so used to my sidekick and she's not here. <laughs> Understood. I got it. And we miss her today. We miss her. <laughs> yep. So um, I always like to start the show out kind of the same way. You know, last 18, 20, 22 months have been rough for a lot of people, um, especially in entertainment. How have you, um, how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this? Um, well, COVID was very interesting. So, so like you had mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of my work I do is, is remixes. And when COVID hit, you know, February and then March, all of a sudden they, you know, it was like overnight, everything stopped. And they shut everything down. All the clubs got shut down, which means a lot of my work got shut down. So it's like, like, like you wouldn't even realize it, but the snap of the finger is done. Half the half of my business is gone. Wow. And you and you don't know, you know, that at that time there, you know, it could be two weeks. It could be this. It could be that. And you, you don't really know. So um, so it was a little scary, um, to be honest, at that point. But. You know, in the music entertainment world, uh, a lot of what I do is in the studio. So as long as you kind of um, are able to, you know, I was able to readjust what I did. Um, the Internet, like, you know, we're doing this inter interview right now, made things pretty easy in the sense of communicating with people. So it was kind of just changing um, how to do business yeah. to um, to accommodate you know, and survive the, you know, the situation that was at hand because you wanted to make sure everything was safe. So, um, like I was saying, you know, a lot of the remix work went, went away, but I was able to still do productions and work with artists and, um, work with new artists mm -hmm. and a lot oh, of yeah. different, yeah, a lot of different, um, collaborations came out of that. Um, you had mentioned earlier, uh, you know, there's an album that we're nominated for this year, uh, Lucky Diaz in the Family Jam Band in the children's uh, Grammy uh, category. Oh, and wow. that was done all through all everyone in quarantine, you know. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, we have a Grammy nominated project that came out of that. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, and for me personally, I was able to focus on a lot of my own music, which is something that I wanted to do for for a long time that I just never really was able to make the time for my wife just says sorry she couldn't be on she's watching the little watching them <laughs> hi sandy <laughs> um but but yeah like it's like for us you know we launched this show january of 2020 and so a couple months before covid and i remember my original plan was maybe do 100 interviews first year i thought if we could do that be a great foundation for a brand new show and then COVID happens and I'm sitting there watching everything get shut down. I was like, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this could be our time to shine because while everybody's being shut down they're going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews in, um, in 2020 and we're over 500 now. Yeah, That's amazing. And to be able to do something like this. And I think that, 
you know, the technology was there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't taken advantage of as much as it was throughout, exactly. you know, the, the, these COVID times. And we could do stuff like this because, um, you know, back in, you know, a few, even a few years ago, everyone wanted to be in studio and, and you're, you know, right next to each other, but then do something like this now which is pretty awesome and i think the future is and of course we, they could have always done this but i think the future with concerts and stuff is you're gonna you know of course live concerts are coming back and all that i mean mm -hmm. many people going on tour but i think that they should do the live concert but also stream it so their other audience can be part of it so combine mm -hmm. the best of both worlds now yeah exactly and there's some pretty interesting things happening uh mm -hmm. as we're talking about the technology like that where people are doing concerts in in the the metaverse and in, in mm -hmm. these nfts and all kinds of stuff like that i i know the foo fighters just did something uh after the super bowl that was all in this metaverse oh, this, wow. uh you know uh virtual reality space of a concert and i was like oh you know that's really that's that's really cool and i don't know you know if the technology you know it's there and and we're always advancing but would it would it have advanced as fast as it did yeah. if we weren't kind of forced to use it you know yeah, we should do our show in the metaverse yeah yes we should we'll have our little our little icon our little emojis <laughs> So, you know, a lot of people would ask, you know, when did you know you wanted to be in entertainment? And I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that entertainment could be a career path for you? Uh, that's a really good question. And I really like that one. So I went to college for biochemistry <laughs> oh, <laughs> as wow. we're going on this pandemic. Talk. Um, and it was something where I really wasn't connecting with I love science mm. but I realized that I didn't want to be in a lab all day long <laughs> and and um I had some friends that were in I went to Temple University in Philadelphia and I had some friends that were in the film program there and they said you know in our department they there's a music production program and i had recorded my friend's bands i had done music you know myself just you know a hobby thing and then i as soon as uh they had said that i was like i'm switching i'm done I, oh, i'm wow. just gonna switch over because i was really getting into it um like i was saying as like a hobby thing and then when i realized that i can do it as a career it, it it, there was no turning back, you know, in that sense. And I talked to my mom and she said, you know, as long as you get a degree, I'm, <laughs> you do what <laughs> makes you happy. And I was like, okay, awesome, but let's do it. So, um, so I went into the, you know, the, the, my counselor's office the next day said, um, instead of being in a, in a, you know, a science lab, I'm going to be in a studio lab. You know, I'm just going to switch it over. And, and that's what I did. And, and I, you know, a few, you know, uh, maybe the next semester I got an internship at a studio in Philadelphia and it was really off and running from that. And point. to a degree, you're still a scientist because you got to, you know, make all this work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and, um, you know, technology itself, you know, that's a science. And, and uh, you know, like like we're talking about streaming and, and doing these types of things, music technology and what you can do. Uh, and and the instruments that you could play and all kinds of stuff like that changes weekly, you know, and um, and it's it's really exciting. And it's something that 
I can honestly say like this was the right choice for me because I don't I even though I love science and I love law and I love all of these things mm -hmm. um this is the first love and it's something that wow. I didn't even didn't even really discover it was the first love until the opportunity became available you know that's like you know I never you know if you'd have told me five ten years ago even five years ago that I would love being a host of a show. I don't laugh. No, just that, you know, and here it is, you know, we launched January of 2020 and I, I will never forget. Now, granted, I did, we did some interviews back in 2014, 15 era. We even got the interview of Kelsey Ballerini before she was mm. Kelsey, so to speak. Yeah. But, but, but back then they were all transcribed and all that. We didn't have the technology the way it is today. And I hated the transcription part and I just shut it down. I was like, you know what? But when we, when we did our first show, I'll never forget January 3rd, 2020, we got off of it and I told Sandy, this is it. Now, here it is at that time I'm 48 and I'm like, um, this is it. This, I'm, yeah. I found what I'm supposed to do, what me and my wife. Yeah. And, and but, so we, it just took me a lot longer to figure out, you know what? You know, I've always been able to talk to people. I've never had that issue there. I've all, you know, Sandy will be the first to tell you that I've done, been in thousands and thousands of conversations with just total strangers. And she'd get so upset with me sometimes because we'd be late somewhere. And mm -hmm. she would know if I'm a couple minutes in, we're there 30, 40, 50 minutes every time. Thousands of times in our almost 20 years of marriage. And, and yet here we are with the show. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And and it's really cool because you can really, you know, when you find something that you love, it's one of those things that it's like you don't think about everything before it, you know? Mm. I mean, it's it is a part of you, but then it's like, okay, this is a new life for me. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, and 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 you don't want to stop, you know? It's it's you you try and figure out every little detail about it because it's definitely something that um, you know, it it, it it's inside of you, you know, I, I guess that's you know, you know, kind of a cliche way to stop. explain it. But <laughs> what's funny about the not stopping, um, we're trying to eventually move to Nashville and all that. And, and I'm building some things in Nashville on the business side of stuff. And, and I keep saying, you know what, I'm going to slow the show down a little bit to, to do some other stuff, but still keep the show going. But then I book up almost the whole March now. So, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I can't, so, you know, it's funny. I, you know, every time I say I'm going to slow it down, it speeds up. It's like, well, maybe there's a sign there, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. It's, it's just well, one of the things. Know, and, and it's something that you enjoy doing. So that's, that's like the really, you know, amazing, important part of it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, they would, they see the glory in what you do, the glory in what the big artist does and mm -hmm. the actors and all that, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the, tears, <laughs> the struggles it takes to get to, not just to get to the top, but even a career level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about this side of it because I think a lot mm -hmm. of people, they have this mixed um, misconception that mm -hmm. if you got the talent, you'll make it. But we both know that that's just not true. It takes talent, connections, the right timing, huge work ethic, um, sacrifices. It takes everything mm -hmm. all into one. Um, so take a few moments and let's talk about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are today. I mean, I mean, we'll talk right off the bat. Um, <laughs> when I the day after I graduated college, I drove out to to Los Angeles with, you know, $800 in my pocket. and was like, wow, I don't know anybody. I don't know. <laughs> but this is what I want to do. 
so um you know so i did that you know and and um i i think that also uh gave me the hustle to to want to want it more so when mm-hmm. um when i got here as soon as i got here there's this um there's this directory uh called mix magazine and in a lot of producers and engineers will subscribe to it it, it tells you the latest products it, it, you know uh interviews a lot of famous engineers and producers and stuff oh, like wow. that so i subscribed to it and every year they put out a directory of all the studios so as soon as i got to la and got a, you know got settled about two weeks after um i was i had been co- like going through the directory started at a and just called every studio uh no one's picking up leaving messages no one's picking up and i got to d and um, <laughs> the studio's De- Delaro Music, and that's where I'm at now. So I've been here since I've moved to LA. Wow. Um, but but just that that kind of like like you said, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of you have to really want it to to be successful at it, and and the talent is is one piece of it. But you also you have to find the right team. You know, when I walked into the studio and I met um, David Longoria who's a producer here, um, I walked in and it felt like it was home, you know, wow. and a lot of it was, you know, a similar equipment that we, that I used in the studio in Philadelphia um, as well. And just, just the welcoming um, feeling from the staff and everyone here made me feel like, wow, this is the right place. And, and I don't even have to, this is the first place I, I walk into. I don't need to, to even look at another place. It just felt wow. right um and um like my wife and i yeah exactly exactly and i i i giggled when you were telling me the story about that because i um i i was like wow i could relate <laughs> you know it, with, with different things because when you and like we were talking about careers right you know when you know you know and it was kind of kind of one of those things but that being said you know there's a struggle with everything you when I was in Philadelphia and I worked at a great studio there, um, third story recording studios and um, Scott and Mark who owned it were amazing people. And, and we worked with big artists, uh, the, this group Corn and um, this uh, mm-hmm. producer by the name of Swizz Beats who is uh, Alicia Keys' husband. Oh wow. Um, and he actually, um, he gave me some really good advice. Um, he said to me, and I was asking him, we were in, you know, uh, waiting for, uh a group in before a session and i said you know i'm gonna move to los angeles in a month and um you know do you have any advice and he said it doesn't matter where you've been before you need to soak everything up like a sponge so Mm -hmm. when you go in there if you have to if you have to get coffee check your ego if you have to just sit in a room like just take in everything that you observe because then you'll get better and better as you go and and when someone wants to bring you in on something don't feel like you're too big for for the part go in there and and do what you need to do because you're always going to learn and you're going to make connections and you're going to you know start succeeding that way and when i got to uh, del oro david had a very very similar thing that he was telling me and i'm like wow this is this it just feels like all the wow. planets are laying. Like God is saying, "This is what you should do," and this is connections the right thing. are everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cause, exactly. Because you know, I you know, through our years of doing the music stuff um, and entertainment and all that, you know, I've never once 
asked anybody for any gifts. I know that some podcasts people and shows do. I don't, I've never, but I, I'll be honest. I've asked for connections because <laughs> that, that's just one thing I will do. Honestly, when, uh, when you, when you get to know somebody and you're talking as friends, it's, it's almost like you don't even have to ask. It's like, Oh, I have, I know this person would be great. Yep. This word, you know, and, and it just happens. And really, exactly. uh, that is one of the biggest lessons. But it's also a sacrifice, too, when you look at it, because you sit there and, you know, it's like, well, I've done all these things. I've worked on all these projects I did. And then it's like, mm, you know, you got to check the ego a little bit because mm -hmm. you never know that this opportunity that I don't feel like is an opportunity might be the biggest thing in, in my world. Exactly. You know, it might be the biggest thing that takes me to the next level here or there. And yeah, I know you could be working with somebody who's the next Ariana Grande. Right. Right. And even, you know, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's even still like you can have all the success in the world, but you're still fighting. You're still scratching <laughs> and clawing. And we, you know, we were talking about the pandemic half of the business gets shut down and, and uh, you know, all of touring gets shut down. It's like, oh, you just went from 60 to zero. Mm -hmm. And it's how do you build back up? But if you have that that drive and that passion, you know, all the other things tend to come with it. And like you were saying, connections and 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 obviously talent and and the biggest blessing to get is talent. But if you don't work on that, if you're not you know, sacrificing hours in practicing mm -hmm. and, and learning what the new software is or, as yeah. you know, as a vocalist singing, you know, and, and working out and doing all of those things, you've just wasted that, you know. So even if you have all these God given gifts, you still need to sacrifice and, and put in the time and effort to make well, it successful. Look, look in the Bible. I mean, you know, when David was called, you know, you know, he was a heart player and. Mm -hmm. But he had to still hone that skill so that when that day came that he had to play harp for the king and all that, that would not have happened if he didn't hone those skills. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and, you know, you're you're told by God, like, here you go. This, this is what you're, it's like, OK, I better I better get good. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, think that's, I think that's where a lot of people kind of miss Think, you know, again, because I see it a lot where they got this raw talent mm -hmm. and they think that they should be just given this and given that, you know, mm -hmm. before they even paid the price. And it's like, you know, I don't care what you do in life. There's a heavy price to pay. I mean, like people who move to Nashville. I mean, they call Nashville a 10 year city for a reason. Right. <laughs> well, Los Angeles is, is is the same way. You know, I went and I was blessed to, to be able to work with you know big groups in in philadelphia but you come out here you you're no longer a fish in in <laughs> in philadelphia like you're a very very small small fish, <laughs> no matter how talented you are in in this pond because everyone's going after it and it's a hustle and it's you know you have to you have to create some thick skin if you don't have it yeah. but um you know what things things if you work hard honestly you know if you work hard and and you believe that you're meant to do something you can you can achieve it yeah. you know it just might not always be the way that you drew it up but you know you have to look at those signs in and say okay this this sign is taking me down down this road and then that road is through the forest i'm gonna take the, yeah even <laughs> you know, though that was <laughs> yeah, speaking of that's funny you said that because you know my 
goal has always been for years and years to be a motivational speaker. I've always, I've always been one of the big people into listening to all the audios and all that. And then Sandy comes along and we marry and we had to figure out in a car, she's a hardcore music person. I'm a hardcore this. So we had to compromise and listen to both 50, 50, you know, as we were growing in this, but now here it is. I look back and I'm like, okay, I'm getting to speak still. It may not be what I wanted at first, but I'm still getting to speak. And who knows? I still might down the road as we grow this bigger and bigger, people will probably then hire us to come speak and tell our story. Exactly. Exactly. And the more you do it, the more comfortable and better. And the more like things you find out about yourself and, mm -hmm. and what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I think that's, that's such a valuable, you know, lesson to learn and to always keep, you know, that, yeah. that, um, ego check, so to speak, um, in your toolbox, because like, like the show, like, uh, doing productions, any of that stuff, it will always grow. The more you mm -hmm. want it to grow, the more you're like, Ooh, you know, what? I, I'm, I'm so glad I did it this way this time. And how can I, how can I advance on that? You know, and, the things like that, it, it's fun and it, it keeps it really exciting, you know? It, you know, that's like, you know, again, I don't care who you are. If you're yeah, any passion in you, you are, you're never where you want to be. You're never there. And, <laughs> and, and some, and there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, I want the show to grow. I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. It just seems like it's all uphill and I'll get frustrated. So I go to my favorite speech. It's only 10 minutes. Um, the Steve yeah. Harvey Apollo story. Mm -hmm. And he tells a story about how his breakthrough getting on Apollo happened. And he basically was at the point to where he was given up. Mm -hmm. And that, so, and then when the way he tells it, so every time I get down, I'm like, my breaks, so I'll watch, watch that, listen to it. I'll laugh with him. And then I'm like, okay, I can move on more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, isn't it interesting too, that, it seems that the moment where uh, so many, and I'm sure you've you've probably heard this from uh, from other artists and, and people that you've interviewed, is that there's always that moment where you feel like you're like, you know what, I just want to give up with this. It's really hard. Everything is is not what I expected. It's you know I'm not getting the the work that I that I know that I deserve. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. It's a hustle. It's a constant hustle. You know, there's times you're like you know, living off of, you know, hand to mouth and, and all of those things. It should be better. It's, I, I did all the things. And then when you, when you like persevere past that and you keep going on all of a sudden better things start happening, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and it's that, that breaking point where, where, you know, they talk about only the strong survive, but if you could pass that point of where you, you feel like you want to give up, you get to the next level and it's hard to it's hard to describe until you've been through it right yeah, I, I got and, a perfect example I, I can remember our very first kind of break there were a couple months in it was about a month after the pandemic started all that and even though and our show started as an up-and-coming country artist show that was the that's the roots i mean we're now an entertainment mm -hmm. interview show but it was kind mm -hmm. of up and coming and i and i've always wanted to move it up 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 and i was frustrated i remember i was frustrated and I'm like, well, maybe we're not supposed to. I mean, I was almost ready to give up. And we're only two months in. I was just right. waiting. It. You know, and, up, yeah, and then, of course, we're like got this pandemic on us, too. So it's just so much on me. And I'm like, I just don't know what to do anymore. And then right. I, I reached out for this one artist I thought I could get because I know her family. And then they email and her PR people says, nope, can't not happen. And basically, 
And I, and so that was like a dagger because I didn't understand that once a person gets signed to a label, their family no longer matters. (laughs) (laughs) And I I mean, they do matter. And and so it was like, so it was kind of like a little dagger in there. And then I I was at that moment where I was ready to quit. And then I remember getting an email like an hour later from this. So, uh, from a, a PR company in Nashville saying, we have, I have six get artists I'd like to get on your show. So I'm looking through the list and I, one of the names was Anna Christina Cash. And I was like, wonder if it's any relation to, you know, Johnny Cash. So I look her up and come to find out she's married to John Carter Cash, his and June's son. I said, oh yeah, we would, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do all six. I was like, can we have Anna first? Cause you know, I wasn't stupid. What if they didn't like my interview style? Right. Yeah. So so it's like, can we do it? You know, so, and they, we got Anna first and because of Anna Christina cash that then brought Carlene Carter on, which eventually brought Jenny Gill on, which eventually brought Taylor Lynn on, which eventually brought, um, I'm Georgette Jones on. So all of a sudden we had all this handful of people of legends, kids on our show. And that kind of solidified the show that, okay, we're a serious show. Yeah, exactly. And isn't it interesting like that where, where, you know, you get that one name, right? And then all of a sudden, oh, oh, this is, this is real. This is real. You have that one name on there. You have this, you have that. When it's like, well, it's the same show, but it does take you to the next level. And like, it's the same thing with music, you know, um, like remixes and productions, like, oh, mm-hmm. you have Ariana Grande. Oh, you know, it's, oh. I, I, Tell I, us I, how that happened. happened. <laughs> uh, that was re- that was actually a really interesting story. So um, we had put out a song um, that was called No Tears Left to Cry. And mm-hmm. it was right around the time that my grandmother had passed away. And I was listening to the song and I was like, and it was right after the, um, she put it out, I mean, uh, shortly after the bombing ha- in Manchester and all of this oh, wow. stuff. So I was just like, the song itself really spoke to me. And I had, I had um, you know, uh, been doing remixes with for, for artists, uh, major independent for, for a while. I've been establishing yeah. that. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I was really like drawn to that. I was like, I have to be a part of this. I know the song's oh, out, wow. but are, are they going to charge? Like, are they going to do this stuff? Are they going to do remixes? You know? And um, so I, I said, you know, I just have to do the remix. So um, I talked with, with David and I, and he knew the promoter that was on, that was working the record. Um, so I did the remix and I was, you know, I was like, it's like, we we're talking earlier. I was like, I have to do this the best I've ever done it because this is like the top of the league, you know? And I have, wow. if I don't do a great job with this, I'm, I'm not going to get another, I'm, I'm just not going to get another, wow. another gig. I worked really <laughs> hard. <laughs> I mean, I worked really hard, but I really loved the song. You know, it was one of those things where, where it really spoke to me. So so we sent it in, you know, to the promoter and I didn't hear back. And I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's Ariana, you know, I, you know, it's going to be really, it's going to be really tough, you know, to really get in there. And I'm coming in, you know, from, from around the corner, but like you said, connections, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in from a different, different angle. Is this going to be something that's going to, going to work? And then all of a sudden I'm on vacation with my, with my, mom and my brother and my sisters and and um we're in the mountains of virginia 
and someone sends me a tweet i love your ariana grande remix oh wow me this this flyer that the promoter in republic records had put together i was like what (laughs) what (laughs) and i was just like oh my god oh my god (laughs) and you know i'm showing it to to um to my family like this is this is amazing and and um you know it, it was the remix that uh brought the way the chart works is they release um remixes every few weeks to keep mm-hmm. moving it up the position so it starts oh, wow. you know it starts low and then it moves up to as high as it can possibly go so mine brought it from number eight to number five you know it was like one of those things i was like what and i was like and and, and uh so I was like really excited that 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 I had you know uh, been a part of it. So I reached out to the promoter. I was like, "Thank you, Nate." You know, and David, I was like, you, "Like this is amazing." And um, it was one of those things that I, I started getting write ups on my on my remix that I was singing. You know, you you know when you have something exciting like that, it's like I'm googling uh, and there's write ups on it, and it's hitting the, these. My specific one is getting picked out for these things. I'm like. Oh my god like this is wow. this is amazing you know and um that opened up a relationship with that promoter in in different labels that really um uh, got me a lot more remixes so a lot of work from um from from them and uh, um from promotion and and those uh those companies so i was i was really blessed to 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 be able to take advantage of, of that and it being something that I really wanted to do. Um, and like I said, you know, I had, I had uh, remixes and productions and songwriting that I had that had already hit the billboard charts, you know, and, and that was successful. Wow. And that one seemed to just take everything to the next level. It was one of those moments where it's just like, okay, here you go. Like this is, it's time to run. And on, and from that moment on, Wow. It was major label after major label after major label. It's like that one viral video. You know, if you know, you could have a hundred videos out there and then all of a sudden one goes viral, they all go. Exactly. And um and it was it also was one of those those moments too where I was I felt like okay, I have to bring the same energy, the same uh you know um ability that i brought to that one to everyone and yeah. not just the major label clients yeah. but the unsigned artists the exactly. independent artists all of that and it really made me want to outdo the next one every time that i did oh, wow. something because and and i had always had that but having something at that level of like an ariana grande really made me feel like okay like i i i truly believe it now too yeah and wow. And I really want to outdo it every time, every time, every time. And it, and you know, and that's what happened. And you know, it built up, you know, and you know, until the pandemic hit, you know, and everything had to switch, and and you know, I had to readjust, you know, business and stuff like that. But um, but it is one of those things that, you know, is I, it's like you had said, you know, it's it's that that jump, that viral video, that that thing that really takes you to the next to the next level. You know, that's like, um, you know, we bring on a lot of people from up and coming people on guests on our show to stars on our show. And it really doesn't matter who we have on. I'm all in, you know, again, I love the stories. I love to hear stories. And it, and, and, and to be honest with you, sometimes the up and coming people, you're like, 
stunned because they ha- they are just so awesome because they're still in that grind they're in that hunt yeah they're, they, they, they're so hungry and you know because again you know you can have a top artist that's been there top for 20 years you know sometimes they can forget that hunger so you get someone on that's up and coming and and you can just feel it that they are hungry yeah and, and that's that's what's amazing about it is that and then it's it's also when you look at at people who 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 are in the line, like in Ariana Grande, for instance. Sorry, you keep going back back there, but she's also someone who's who's there at the top of the game, and yep. she works her tail off. I mean, yep. this this woman just works really hard. She she like you know she's got this voice of an angel that she just works on and works on and works on the wow. details of it, and um, it's and not she, just getting it, there, it's staying there, right? Yeah, and it's staying there exactly. <laughs> and then you you have you know, you, I'm sure you've come across people too, where, you know, they'll get to a certain place and like, yeah, you know, I, I deserve it. I, and it's like, no, you have to work hard. You have to, you work. Have to work hard. And sometimes you have to work harder now <laughs> when you, when you're, cause you're fighting with, with the top of the, the, the top people now, you That's know, the thing and, I've learned with this, with our show, you know, as we grow and we move into the more elite status, it's tougher than ever before. And so it's, it's, it's one of the things where it's, you know, you would think that, okay, it's getting easy. Oh no, it's getting harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. And, and it's the same thing with, with production and, and uh-huh. because now you're not, you're not fighting with everybody. You're fighting with everybody, you know, <laughs> the big top people, you know, and, and you have to, to also realize like, if you don't get chosen for something, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not good yep. that, you know, you're to even be considered at the, at the top level of something um, is a win. You know, it's, it's like, you know, uh, getting nominated for a Grammy or something's like, wow, like you really, <laughs> you, you're in the top five of the world at what you do, wow. you know, and that's not something to, to sneeze at, you know, it's like, okay, you know, and it's hard, you know, every, every detail of it is really hard. You know, mm-hmm. and it's do you do you want it or don't you? And it really comes. And that's down like to I like get your... about two hundred rejection emails a month mm-hmm. because I I send probably three hundred every right. month. I've probably sent two to three hundred emails every single month for the past twelve months or more. Mm-hmm. And because again, we're so. But I've noticed that the because I always give our top guests um, links and everything to those shows and stuff. And I've noticed that although there's still rejections, because I, I eat every month, I will send the same people, PR people, mm-hmm. this, this, another message, another message every month. <laughs> and I've noticed that, that the, you know, 12 to 18 months ago, it was always will pass. Now it's starting yeah. to be will pass for now. And they're, yeah. Or, or, yeah. and they're adding that on there. Or like some might say, um, we're not setting new interviews up now, but if you want to check back in a couple months. So now all of a right. sudden we're getting that type of response. Yeah. And, and that timing, especially in what, in what you do, <clears throat> the timing is, is, you know, half the battle, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, this, this person, though, they'd be a great interview. They don't have a product that's coming out or they don't have this or that, that, um, that it does, yeah. The their um their brand, a service, and then when they got that product coming out, they're like, "Remember you wanted to interview?" And then they all come out. And that's funny. Sometimes you go a week or two without no bookings, 
And then all of a sudden you go a week where everybody's saying, yes, let's do this. And then all of a sudden you've got, you got this schedule that goes from, I mean, nothing booked to a whole month book. And you're like, what happened? There's not <laughs> enough time in the day. <laughs> no, and, and, it, and it, that is the entertainment industry to a T though, right? It's, you know, you have your ups and your downs and, and I think the, the, the lesson um, that, you know, we've both learned from this is that when you're down, it doesn't mean you're not good enough or you're, or you're down. It's just that, that, okay, that's just how it works. And you can't beat yourself up over it. And, you know, we were, you were talking, yeah, exactly. We were talking earlier about the, um, you know, the sacrifices and it's going to be there. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you've done, you're still going to have that, that downward period. Mm. And yep. those are the times that you, you know, you regroup and, and, you know, you Figure work on things. Are. Yeah. And, and work on, you know, projects that maybe you didn't even think were, were there. Or, and, and, um, you know, you keep busy, you, you hone in that craft, you learn the new software, you take the vocal lessons, you do all the things that you need to do to, to, you know, be successful because it's going to go back up you know yeah. that's like i remember um a story and i love this analogy where it's like when you're at the beginning of your career you're 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 on this hill and you're pushing this big boulder up a hill you can't see around a boulder so you can't see the top of the hill all you know is somewhere up there is the top of the hill and right. all you can do is push and push and push but if you look back you're going to lose any momentum you already started and if, if right. the momentum starts to come backwards some then you got to start all the way back at the bottom. So you can't, all you can do is hunker down and push and push and push. And then one day that day will come where you get the boat on the top of the hill and then it'll go down to the hill and you can jump on it, run on it until you hit the next hill. And then that hill's bigger. And, and you have more momentum. Yep hill too at the same time because you you've you know what it's like you've been through the challenges and you know the you you're able to overcome those and now you hit some new challenges like you said the hill's bigger but you you already know that you've overcome some challenges so what's the difference of course you know let, let's go after it you know i'm i've got my tools i'm ready to go i've got my good running shoes on let's take a running start at this one let's do what we can to get up that hill with this boulder and to, uh, to make it work, you know? And, you know, it, it's funny how people talk, you know, okay, these doors keep closing, these doors keep closing, but there is always an opening somewhere. Yeah. It just may not be the one that you, you expected thought. it was gonna be, yeah. And if it still gets you to point B, you might have to right. go to point Z, but if it gets you to that point B, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and now you have a story to tell, right? Yep. And that's like, the thing. Oh, I, think I woke forget. up. <laughs> you know, sometimes I always joke with Sandy. We've, we've been through heck and back financially trying to go through all this. And, and, and sometimes I'm like, I was like, I know there's a story here for our future. But man, I wish that God would be ready to take us to that next level because <laughs> we've got enough stories to motivate people. <laughs> we don't right, need exactly. another one. <laughs> right. But it, you know what? God decided you did. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that and and you get through it, right? You you get through it and 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 you fight and you scratch and claw and now you have a successful show and like all the all the things they work out, you know. Yeah. 
because we failed at over a hundred different business ideas that all failed in our almost 20 years of marriage until we got here. So, but again, like I tell people, it's not really failure. We learn from each thing. We right. And, that that's, and that's the thing, right? If you take the learning experience from it, it's not a failure. It, just, it, it was a free education, you know, or, 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 or it was an expensive education, but, but an education nonetheless. So as we start to close out here, um, any final parting words and what are you currently working on? Um, well, I'm, I'm working on some more uh, music for myself, you know, uh, some, some more of my own music. Mm -hmm. um, working on a great blues project with uh, David Longoria and uh, Barbara Morrison, who's very amazingly talented. Um, you should yeah. check her out. She's awesome. She's like a legend of blues. Uh, working on that, working on other projects. Um, been doing some advocacy within the Recording Academy. Oh, wow. um, yeah, we're fighting for the American Music Fairness Act, which as a lot of uh, your audience may not know, when a song is on the radio, the artist doesn't get paid unless they're a songwriter. Yeah. So we're fighting so that these royalties are we'll change a little bit. Are, are, yeah, and, and I'm sure you, as you and then of course with, stream, with streaming, it's the other way around. The artist gets money, but the, the songwriter gets such a small piece. It's, it's like, you know, touring is really where the big money's at now. But but then people don't want to buy music anymore. Yeah, and it's and it's learning how to adapt to the new technology and and, and um, do what you can. So um, you know, and the other thing with that too is that other countries, there's about two two hundred million dollars that's lost per year in revenue that mm -hmm. other countries don't pay us when they stream wow. our music or play our music, and that's one of the things in this bill that that we're fighting for. Awesome. Um, so that's a big a big thing that that I'm involved in. Um, and you know um trying to enjoy the moment you know you know with the grammy nomination and those things because wow. that is that is an that's important big thing to do too. yeah so we're really i'm really excited we're really excited about about april 3rd and, and what happens there um but just enjoying that enjoying enjoying the successes and even enjoying you know the failures and and all that stuff and 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 you know, trying to take a moment to breathe, but but working on some music and and staying active and just being you know enjoying it. <laughs> I love that. So tell everybody how they can find you. Um, well, you could find me at um, if you Google Robert Ibach, you could you could find me anywhere. Um, I'm at Robert Ibach on Twitter at the underscore b a c h on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you can you could pretty much find me in Google anywhere. Spotify, Robert Ibach, Apple Music, Robert Ibach. It's E I B A C H. And um, yeah, you know, if you enjoy it, come come listen, hang out. <laughs> Love that. And, uh, I enjoyed having you on the show today, and I definitely look forward to having you back, especially after the Grammys. I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> hopefully, it's a hopefully it's a celebration. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I would I would love to come back. I I enjoyed this immensely, Chris, and and thank you so much for having me. It's definitely been my pleasure. And like I said, you know, you're welcome here anytime. Thank you so much. All right, you have a great day. Bye. You too.